Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Did you know that the bold, smooth taste of Dunkin' cold coffee can be brewed in your Keurig coffee maker and enjoyed at home? Dunkin's cold K-cup pods were crafted to be brewed hot and enjoyed cold. And of course, they're packed with the Dunkin' flavor you crave. Brew over ice and sip in seconds. Because the home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. And now, it's time for Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast. Welcome to Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast. Yes, you said it with gravitas. I sure did. Something what it worthy of Nobel consideration deserves <laughs> a little gravitas. Nobel, more like Taco Bell. Uh, yeah, keep going. What's below <laughs> the Mexican food chain? What's the, what's the other one? There's Del Taco. Del Taco. That's yeah. it. Where where are Del Taco and and Taco Bell and the? I don't know how they rate on the with spectrum. Each other. Yeah, in terms of. I mean, I'm always I've always been a Taco Bell. Okay. Purist. All right. But Very I think good. California, Southern Californians right. like Del Taco. Is Del Taco only uh, here in, in SoCal? Maybe, yeah. I oh, don't know. I don't, I don't trust a, a Mexican eatery where you can get French fries. Oh, I see. I didn't know they had French fries. Yeah, they do. That does seem suspect. Mm-hmm. No. And lasagna. <laughs> and lasagna. Yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. Did we introduce, did we say what the Did we say what the premise the is or who we are or what this is? You're Jesse Gaskell and I'm Mike Sweeney and we're writers on Conan. Turned podcasters. Right. If you couldn't tell. Against our will. No, (laughs) this is fun. I I love talking to you every week. I do too. I know. Oh my God. I'm only mildly horrified when I remember that it's being recorded for public consumption. Sometimes I actually forget. I get in that sweet spot. Yeah. Where I totally forget. And I just happen to have headphones on (laughs) and talk into a microphone. (laughs) That's how I normally converse with people Mm -hmm. now. Hey, so one thing we're doing on this podcast is going through... (laughs) Mexican food. (laughs) Is we're tracking Conan O'Brien's late night career from start to bitter end. Right. No, it's still ongoing. In a way. Exactly. See, we'll always have a job because he's still alive. Don't he's you see? He's still alive. I know. And in fact, he's still doing shows. And he did one last week. You were right. there. At the Wiltern Theater, very famous, beautiful Art Deco yeah. theater here in Los Angeles. He did Koreatown. his Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, a live, live version. And, uh, yes, he's just uh, kind of been venturing into that. He did one back in November mm-hmm. at the I Wiltern. Was, that one, that one was really fun. With Will Arnett, you and I were there. That was mm-hmm. fun. And um, I think he did one with Marshawn Lynch, um, a smaller scale one with a small audience. And then uh, back to the Wiltern last week. For Bill Hader. Bill Hader, who is, you know, fantastic yeah. guest. Great and, guest. Yeah. So Conan was, afterwards, he's like, well, that just was, you know, delightful because he 
just oh, zipped I'm glad Conan it. had fun. Yeah, well, he's the That's host. That's what's important. Sona did too, and so did <laughs> Matt Garley. Um, well, and I heard that they got. I mean, this was a a big get for them. Yeah, they got somebody to warm up the crowd. Oh, ha 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 ha! Somebody named Mr. Mike Sweeney. I forgot we had talked the week before about me introducing Conan. Like he, right? Because Conan can't just introduce himself. Right, right. And then, but then I got there, and it's like, oh well, maybe you can go out and kind of focus the crowd. Oh wow! Just because so you didn't, you didn't know you were going to have to do crowd no, work, which oh. is is it's best that way that I don't know. <laughs> Because then I just worry and fret. So I yeah. literally had like a half hour notice and that was good for me. So. Wow. Well, how was it? Is it like riding a bike? I mean, how, when was the last time you warmed up um, an audience? Riding a bike. Yes. When you don't know how to ride one. It was exactly like that. <laughs> I was a total coward. I ran out there for a minute and then ran off. I said, okay, here's the bed. Well, it's you know not to overstay your welcome. I just found it, said hi, and told a joke or two. I think I made fun of Netflix, or tried, because it was part of the Netflix comedy, you know, the, that oh, whole comedy it festival. it was, okay. They were part sponsors. Got it. Well, that's, yeah, that's yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, yeah, you just try to get the crowd focused, because they they're all, you know, their attention is wandering. And so, and then I introduced the band. Mm-hmm. with Jimmy Vivino there. And then he did a few songs and then you go right into the format of the, the podcast, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. That's great. Yeah, it was great. It was fun. Matt and Sona were there, I'm assuming. Matt Gorley, Sona were there and Jordan Schlansky was there. Oh, perfect. He did a cameo and everyone, you know, they're like, oh my God, how are they going to top Bill Hader? Jordan Schlansky. <laughs> Did you guys go back and do a postmortem afterwards? We did do a postmortem, and that was it, it, that was fun. I mean, you know, when, and everyone it went just great. said it was perfect. Great no, job. We we laid out all our rubber stamps. Don't cut a thing. Oh, there was someone there when I left who uh, is a big fan of yours. What? I forget his name. He's like, he's like, where's Jesse? Where's Jesse? I was like, oh, please, she's very very busy. Who? It was a fan or it yeah, was a... Yeah, big fan uh, of yours, yes. Oh. He was there on a date. Interesting. Oh. Maybe he's trying to make her jealous. I know. Yeah. My fans do get out there. They've got game. Your fans have game? Yeah. <laughs> really? I like it. I like it. How do you know your fans have game? Uh, from the anecdote you just told. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, so your fan has game. My fan, yes. You're one this fan. You're... Based on the sample size of one. Do people ever come up to you anywhere? Like, no, not really, except for. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, I want to hear. I had two people who were fans of the podcast come up to me. Yeah. When I was um, doing canvassing for Elizabeth Warren back for the 2020 election. <laughs> and they were also canvassing. And it was just a very funny. Oh, that's cross section. Yeah. Where I thought, oh, okay, there's a, there's sort of an algorithm here. The Venn diagram. Yes, the Venn diagram of people who live in East Los Angeles and are Elizabeth Warren supporters. Right. And also no, not even supporters. Willing to go door willing to door Willing to go to for door her. to door, That's yes. a much smaller group. I know. And they also all drove Subarus and... Please, now you're saying, <laughs> stop being redundant. Um, well, hey, we've got a great show for you today. It's Kimmy Gatewood. She's a... Brilliant actress, writer, uh, director, and producer who has appeared in countless Conan sketches. 
Yes, that's how we got to to first meet Kimmy as she came to the show and started appearing in sketch after sketch. And um, she's so talented. She's a great singer and actress. But now she's directing Glow and other TV shows, Girls 5 Eva. Very successful director. And she mentions um, this first video that she directed and I watched it and it's incredible. It's, yes. you would think someone who's been directing for years did it. It's so, I know it's so good, tonally perfect and beautifully shot. And mm-hmm. so what, a, what an incredible talent. And we're very excited to talk to Kimmy Gatewood. Our guest today uh, is Kimmy Gatewood. Kimmy, we're so happy to have you here. She's been in a million Conan sketches I want to list some of your appearances because it's a it's a fun sounding list. Okay, Adele Dazeem, mm-hmm. classic. That's a classic. American Airlines passenger, <laughs> Arnold impressionist. Yes, <laughs> the Arnold Arnold Choir. Oh, I don't remember that. Don't you remember? It was like I'm sure it was Andre. Uh huh. Andre Dubuche. But it was just like all of us wearing choir robe. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was doing an Arnold impersonation. He's like, don't make it good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that rings a bell now. You're like, I got this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Chewbacca wife. Yeah. Oh. Conan's new sidekick. That was my Andy stand-in. Oh, you stood in for Andy once. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah, I see the resemblance. Cora uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Apple. Oh, yeah, that's when the Apple sister, Brian yes. Stack, wrote the Apple sisters in. Yeah, your group, uh, your comedy group, the Apple sisters. Um, Erica Sussman. That's very specific. I see fake Italian woman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Halloween procrastinator. Huh. <laughs> I bet I know who wrote fake Italian woman. That was Todd Levin. Absolutely. He loves... Uh, fake Italians. Fake Italians. It was like me and Stack in a... In a like a, Yelling uh, out windows? Yeah, yeah, yelling out windows on the, on the back lot. Oh, that's great. Right. That was for, I think, when we went to New York. New York, maybe at the Apollo Theater. That makes sense. I got this wife. Oh yeah. Or maybe I got this wife. That was a, a <laughs> bit with um, the writer of Game of Thrones, oh, George R. 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 Martin. Yes, oh. thank you. Oh Will. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a bit with George R. R. Martin, and it was like because we, you know, you'd be watching a, a television show and and you, you wouldn't know what it was, us, and then you have this guy come in and be like, "I got this," and oh, I'm right. pretty sure that's what it was. And like then I just sat with George R. R. Martin as he explained Game of Thrones to me. <laughs> Wow. Oh, that's great. Oh, that is great. Yeah. Wow. We did some fun stuff on that show. I know. <laughs> this sounds like a good show. Yeah. Insulin Juice Box Singer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, what's it? Matt wrote that one. Insulin Juice Box. <laughs> if you got the type two, you'll love the brand new Insulin <laughs> Juice Box. <laughs> Matt O'Brien? Matt, yep. Matt O'Brien. Oh, very nice. <laughs> My leg was broken. Yeah. I broke my leg and they still brought me in anyway. That's how important you were to the show. We didn't even give you time off to <laughs> heal broken bones. And you were still a triple threat. Yes. Even in a cast. <laughs> she can still dance and sing and act. <laughs> it was all arm dancing. Right. <laughs> I see Snazzy Napper Woman. That was my very first bit. Ooh. Todd Levin wrote that one. That was based on the... Um, there was some like stupid thing happening. It was like, you can just nap anywhere. Like you just put something on your shoulder, you just nap anywhere. Right. So then he came up with, um, there was sleep rocks where you just put your head, <laughs> face in rocks. <laughs> <Sleep>. <laughs> like that. And then like, uh, 
sleep paint. Uh, I painted my face blue and then fell asleep and nap. <laughs> and then I took a, put a bag over my head and hit myself with a hammer, and that also put me to sleep. <laughs> so many of our sketches are like, you had to see it right. for this to make sense. I think that one was also over... Like over like a couple of decades, so it was like me and Dion, Dion and Dan Cole, someone else, um, probably Dan Cronin or or Brian Stack. But um, yeah, it was us. Just got, we had all these great wigs that we got to wear. So this is a good place to pick up because so this was your first bit that you did for Conan. Did you audition for it? Did somebody know you? How did you come into the fold? How did you come to us? Yes. <laughs> I I was brought in, um, you know, I never did it in New York and it was like one of my like saddest things that ever happened. Oh. I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to be a co-. Like I didn't do Law and Order Conan. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, New, York, New York is like not my place or something. There's all, you have the rest of your life to do Law and Order. <laughs> yes, no, thank you. no rush for that. I can be That's still going. Death, you yeah. can still do Law and <laughs> <Right>. Order. <laughs> It was it was a weird thing to be a New York actor and not do it. But um, I did comedy in New York City, knew Todd Levin, Andre Dubuche, uh-huh. Dan Cronin, uh-huh. uh, Brian Stack, and uh, Josh uh, and Rob Kuttner. Um, and uh, so we all we all knew each other from comedy, uh, like at the Gershwin Hotel and Luna Lounge. And so when they came out to New York, I mean, uh, uh, L.A., it, yeah. I had kind of come shortly uh, after you guys, I think. Okay. When did you guys move out out to LA? Twenty well, two thousand and nine. Two thousand nine. Yeah. I, oh, I'd come out just the the year before, so I'd like tested for Saturday Night Live oh. in two thousand eight, and uh-huh. came out to Los Angeles when spoiler alert, I didn't get it. <laughs> and um, oh, I thought maybe that was a strategy. Like <laughs> yeah. as soon as I move to LA, <laughs> right, I'll right. probably get it. Yeah, because yeah. that's how Hollywood works. No, no, but it was like that was like a big disappointment obviously. Cause I love doing sketch comedy and like, it was just like a call, like from like the heavens above, but Todd was the first one to reach out to me. He's like, do you want to do this bit for Kona? I was like, do I, you know? And so, um, I just come from, you know, New York and I was like working at the city bakery, oh. uh, in Brentwood and, <laughs> and, uh, you know, waiting tables and stuff. So this was just like the, the best job in the world. Like, you know, going on the the lot and driving the in. Warner so Brothers it, lot. Yeah, it was really exciting, especially like I'm sure people talk about this all the time. That green room and like the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> we had a Keurig. Yeah, we allowed to use what's in this fridge. <laughs> right, right, and right. And then like right before it's ta- a prop. taping. Yeah, right before taping, like that spread of like cheeses and fruits right. and mm-hmm. vegetables. We had the same one for ten years. I know. Yeah. So many. Always, always good to fill up right before you go out on stage. <laughs> <laughs> on cheese. On cheese. <laughs> cheese and crackers. Yeah. But most, like that bit, that bit was done. We, I, that wasn't a live bit. That was all a pre-record. So mm-hmm. I just came in like the, mm-hmm. the in, in the daytime and, and we did it. And, and then I let, they're like, you can go. And I was like, uh, I'll stay if you want. Do I have you to? Do? Yeah. <laughs> and I remember Todd uh, just singing your praises. Yeah. I remember he was the first one. And then everyone else, it was like, oh, yeah, she's fantastic. So Yeah, and then you quickly became kind of one of our sure bets where it's like, okay, you need this sketch to work. Right. We're going to call Kimmy Gatewood. And then Conan likes you. Yes. You know, for him, it's it's like rehearsals so stressful, you know, and especially a lot of times we'd write stuff and it'd be like, well, maybe we rehearse this one. I like, don't give him a heads up about it because he might just go, oh, that's too crazy. So... (laughs) When that curtain opens and that, like some a sketch is starting, when he knows all the performers and really likes them, it just I think it 
you already have a leg up. I did that uh, Conan's new wife bit with him, which was my first bit that I think I did with him. Do you remember uh, that bit when he was auditioning new wives? <laughs> oh, that, that wasn't was a, a bit, Kimmy. Me, Eliza Skinner did. Uh, there's a couple other people. Uh, oh, they were wow. Really funny. Um, that was like a bit that I was so nervous, and I ended up doing a Ray Romano impression for him. That was seems like that would have won him over. Sure. And then uh, I didn't do, I didn't really do that many bits with them um, until the last thing, which was at Comic-Con, that uh, Snickers ad, <laughs> the last oh, one at just... Comic-Con. <laughs> yeah, you know, I wrote that. So we had, yes. we had to do these integrations, they're called, where they're basically ads that we're tricking the audience into thinking it's a sketch, but it's an ad. And for the first 15 seconds. Yes. <laughs> and then it's like, wait a minute. That bit killed. It totally killed. It did great. Kimmy, you were amazing. And do you want to yeah. know something? I went out to dinner that night with like a group of friends and then some people I didn't know were there. And they had been at the taping and they told me our favorite sketch was that time traveler sketch <laughs> with the Snickers thing. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> There's no, I was looking around like somebody paid them to say this. There's no <laughs> way that they could say that was their favorite. They're all eating Snickers. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were Snickers execs, maybe. Maybe we'll get Snicker- more Snickers for yeah. doing, <laughs> describing the sketch. Can you describe the sketch? Because it's, yeah, it's a fun idea. Yeah, can I tell a little story about that sketch? Sure. Actually? Please. So, you know, I was dressed up uh, in, like, they did my hair. They crimped half my hair. Jeffrey, like, crimped half my hair. (laughs) And then, like, the other half was, like, kind of up. Because you were from the future. Yeah, I was from the future. And I was wearing all silver, silver... lipstick and and or on that on that live show uh, Orlando Bloom was one of the guests and out of the blue he comes up to me goes hey why are you just like that and I'm like wait what <laughs> <laughs> like, who was he hitting on you no that's how he won Katy Perry over yes <laughs> he thought that I was dressed up like Katy Perry and oh, was gonna like prank him do a punk yeah, yeah. oh my god oh, I guess it's all about Orlando yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's but, very paranoid <laughs> No, Orlando. She's in a Snickers integration. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, get over time yourself about it. <laughs> but, but I thought that was really funny because I was like, "Why is Orlando Bloom talking to me?" But <laughs> I thought that was a cool benefit of it. Yeah, maybe he just is attracted to anyone that looks like that. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah. do they look like they're from space or the future yeah. or a blueberry? <laughs> uh, so wait, what was the, so you came from the future? Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Oh shoot, I, I don't remember future. either. Well, part of it was that you were there to warn Conan about something. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He was good. Yeah, because the end, the bag of sand was going to land on his head. Oh wow. Or a sandbag was falling from the rafters, and it was like you had told Conan to step to his left, and then it falls immediately afterwards. So that okay. was okay. I have the a bit little right bit. here. Okay. I have the bit. Ah, okay. Oh no. Okay. So. Greetings. So sorry. Is this 2019? Yes, it is. Are you are you Connor? <laughs> Conan. Conan. That's right. Uh, and what's this? A television show. It's a mess. Okay. I'm a message from the year 2150. Uh, making some jokes about TV. Um, I have a very important message for you. Oh, but I was too I was too hungry. <laughs> like I needed a pick me up to give him this very important message from the future. Right. Uh-huh. So you kept stalling with the, for what the message was. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I was distracted. I yeah. get distracted by all the past, you know, the 20, 2019 stuff. <laughs> and then, yeah. And, aha! Now I had a little bite of Snickers. I had to like bite and chew specifically. Like you guys had to yes. coach me on it. That's always the thing with the integrations is they're like, okay, you you have to be holding the bar really 
unnaturally so that you can show the label. There was like right. a slice in it so that I could yeah. just like pull it off. Or I think, I think actually Conan pulled it off. He's like, slink, you know. Uh, that, that, that's so viewers would know how to use it. <laughs> <laughs> but that bit, I was, uh, you know, uh, oh, very nervous because it's like, you know, in front of a live crowd. It's it was a big a live crowd too. I mean, that's yeah. a huge audience. 2,000 people. And you're, yeah. you're doing a Snickers ad. I'd be scared as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be and terrified. Like, and, and and like Ben Schwartz and um, I think M- Middleditch were there. Yeah. I think. Oh yeah. And like mm. they were doing that bit where they dressed, they cosplayed as Conan and Andy. And I'm like, oh. hey guys, I'm I'm from the future. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing this Snickers ad. <laughs> right. Yeah. Were they like, why are you dressed like that? No, yeah. Why are you dressed like that? <laughs> right, right. Katy Perry. <laughs> Orlando Bloom sent us. Yeah. <laughs> You blew them yeah, off. That, that bit was, uh, that was really fun. Um, and I had to be a local hire for that one. So I drove myself oh, down. Oh no, and, we uh, always did that. Oh, it was fine. I, my friend was um, there anyway. He let me stay in his hotel room, but it, I, those like, I love Comic-Con. Those parties are so fun. They are fun. Oh, right. There were no hotel rooms available. So it was like booked up too. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, you can just drive down and drive back. And I was like, no. <laughs> Guests of Conan sleep on a park bench in San Diego. (laughs) I think I was doing glow at that point too. So I, I, uh, so Betty Gilpin was there doing something. And Ah. so I got to like, you know, I I threw on my, my glow swag. I was like, I was like, Hey, I'm on this TV show. (laughs) So I got to go to all the parties. So that was, Oh yeah. Yeah. And they're like, you're that girl from Conan. From the Snickers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was so great when you, uh, I started watching Glow and I was like, oh, Kimmy Gatewood's on Glow. Yay. It's, that's a fun thing when you know someone who's on a show or God forbid in a movie and it's, it's just like, oh yeah. No, but it, it makes it a little more fun to watch. Wait, so I read, and I mean, we can, we'll come back to Conan stuff, but um, since we started talking about Glow, uh, I, you obviously are, have a starring role, um, but I had read something that you said you were ready to quit acting. Oh, yeah. Right when that happened. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I mean, like, uh, basically, the only thing that was keeping me in the business was honestly doing bits on Conan. Like, it was a thing <laughs> that was like, Keeping me alive, you know, it was qualifying for health insurance. You guys were all so nice. And I just, I love doing it so much, but I was like, like nothing was really like clicking. So I'd been working, um, like doing day job stuff at like Hulu, Maker Jash, kind of like these, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, digital enterprises. And so I got an interview to, um, be the like a I forget what the title was. It was an e- executive producer at, at uh, Earwolf, and uh, I, I interviewed, interviewed, and then I they're like, all right, come to New York, and we're gonna, you know, well, basically, like you're probably gonna get the job, and uh, that's when the Glow audition came, and I was like, all right, I'll just I got I'll be there next week if that's okay, and then <sighs> I got a call back for Glow, and I was like, well, this is hilarious. Just give me two more days, and I'll yeah, be in New yeah. York. Right. <laughs> Oh, that's so amazing. And then I got amazing. the job and I was like, oh, wow. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> like, podcasts aren't going to make it anyway. Right, right. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know at this point what, if I made the right decision. <laughs> right, right, right. You might, you would be our boss. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Live life at your pace. Click the banner or go to visitwilliamsburg.com to discover how. Because here in Williamsburg, life moves at one pace. 
yours. Visit a live archaeological dig site on the very grounds where America began, or walk the fields where our country was won. Live like a colonial by day or track 18th century ghosts by night. For all the history to be found here, there's plenty more to make for yourself. It's all waiting for you in Williamsburg. Book your trip today and live life at your pace. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top-quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back and the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. That was such a switcheroo, like interviewing to be a producer on a podcast. Yeah. Did you have background in producing things as well at that time? Yeah. Yeah. You know, obviously, like when you're in comedy, you have to have like 10 side hustles, you know, right. to, to kind of make it happen. So right. I would just I just learned how to do everything I could and would kind of follow what was happening. I was always like I was like the first one to do like a Snapchat series or like the you know first uh-huh. comedy, comedy Central. I did YouTube series. I did, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I just would like follow the new medium. And uh, so I was doing um, Not Safe with Nikki Glaser. I was uh-huh. a, I was hired to be a digital producer on that show. Okay. Did Snapchat and I ran her podcast and I would do uh, like ran her social media content basically. So I had been kind of gathering those skills. I did an interactive series, you know, like a choose your adventure style thing. And then I, you know, I've just done like a bazillion different mm-hmm. weird projects over the years. And and we mentioned the, uh, the Apple sisters before, which was mm-hmm. your, your comedy group. And, and there's some incredible videos that, that you did um, that are so well produced and, and acted. I mean, they're very funny, Thank you. but, but when you were doing those, were you observing how everything was put together? Because, Oh, I did all of that, Sweeney. Ah, okay. Wow. <laughs> all right. Yeah. That was all I thought that's me. where we were going. I was specifically headed towards, yeah, and we'll get to it, your current uh, big career as a director. Like, So I was just wondering, were you directing those early videos then as as well? Actually, uh, my husband was doing was directing a lot of the, the videos oh. um, early on because uh, he knew he wanted to be a director oh. like from the minute like he left college uh, after studying like uh, he, he did some something academic and was like, I want to be a director. <laughs> but we, we both met in sketch comedy. Uh-huh. So I just mm-hmm. feel like we were the people that were always scheduling, putting things together. Right. We, we were like the ones like building the barn in which to perform the sketch comedy. In. Uh, okay. um, so I made a documentary in 2005. Yeah. Uh, it was at South by Southwest in 2008. It's called Nerdcore Rising. <laughs> and I 
taught myself how to operate a camera and uh, how to run sound because we didn't have the money. We had like $15,000. So we borrowed one camera, we bought a camera, and then I taught myself how to use sound. And how did you teach yourself at that time? Because I mean, it wasn't like there were YouTube videos to watch. How did you do that? Well, I, I my friend was working at this like public access station in New York City. And so he's the one who kind of gave me the, the crash course. And there was a lot of like little like public access things happening where people were, you know, doing comedy. Right. For example, I did stand up for a blip and the person who recorded my comedy set was Ed Helms, who I paid oh, wow. $50 to record my set. <laughs> oh, but was, he, was he doing that as a side hustle oh, yeah. early on? Oh, yeah, I, I didn't yeah, know yeah. that. That's great. So you learned sound editing from Ed from Helms. Ed Helms. Okay. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's hilarious. No, we, yeah, he used to just record people's sets. Um, like 50 bucks and then like he totally forgot to give me mine so he's like you can have your $50 back and uh, here's your uh, tape uh, uh, it was like two years later <laughs> oh no <laughs> uh, he had bigger fish to fry um, very first like films that I made were on my parents VHS camcorder um, and I would just like record and then push you know, pause and then mm-hmm. change the scene push pause you know da, 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 that way and then in college um I learned how to edit on the reel-to-reel things. So oh, wow. I've been collecting these skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've yeah. always been directing in a way. Yeah. That's what I was really curious about. So obviously you, that was in your brainstem back in high school even. So that's, so part, half your brain, I guess, was just observing how all this is and learning how all this was done, which yeah. is really cool. I think it comes from impatience mostly <laughs> because uh, yeah. I'm like, I don't want to wait right. for somebody else to do something. When I have right. an idea, I like the spirit, like the power of comedy compels me. I must like, <laughs> like record it and get it done. You want to get it made. People, yes. I want it to happen, which is why Hollywood is so frustrating sometimes. Yeah. But, yeah. but thank God we have these funny outlets like, you know, YouTube and uh, social media and right. podcasts. Like we have these comedy outlets that are just like, right. but you can tell when I'm bored because I make a short film. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Well, speaking of new skills, when you got the job on Glow, uh, you had to learn how to be a wrestler. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> did you have any sort of physical training prior to that or that you were starting completely from scratch? Well, um, they said, are you athletic? And I said, yes. You know, I mean, I'm fine. But <laughs> Sure. Right. Oh, yeah. That's like the, you always say yes to everything. Right, like, I, yeah. of course, I Never can horseback no. ride. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I was like trying to figure out, I was like, did I ever wrestle on Conan or something? And then I played a lot of nurses and wives. <laughs> Um, I didn't know how to wrestle, obviously, but I am a physical comedian by trade. The Apple Sisters, I'm, my character Cora is the one who pratfalls all the time. I do this really stupid bit where I have I carry like a banana peel around and I'm like, you don't know what I'm going to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> Lovingly place it down and She's then very intentionally loose with her slip. Peel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, I, I've just always been very uh, physical comedy, and those are the comedians I admire the most. Um, and so wrestling came very naturally. In fact, I was the best wrestler. Oh, I love in that. The cast. That's awesome. You can just say flat out, I was the best. Did you <laughs> Did you guys ever really kind of wrestle? Like, go, you know what? We've got some doubt. Let's really wrestle and see. Well, who... we did. We loved it. No, it's, yeah. so, it's all like, um, it's 
you do some the way that you practice you do chain wrestling so you just like do you practice moves on each other and like right you hurt you can absolutely hurt yourself but it's all um choreographed but you have mm-hmm. to know how to kind of catch each other if something goes wrong you know oh but uh you know you have to pick each other up and you use it's more like dancing than anything right mm-hmm. it's choreographed there are moves that people know so that they don't actually break their necks like pile driver even though it's really yeah. dangerous Ooh, yeah. but um it's torture to watch that i hate it but we watched a guy we went to a wrestling match and this guy these guys were uh they were doing a tag team and they're wrestling and this guy like he just miscalculated where the turnbuckle was and he Ooh. banged his teeth into the turnbuckle ah. and his and his we thought he broke his teeth but his teeth went up into his head Oh, that's oh. much better. Oh. No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's awful. <laughs> so, oh. like, ooh. and there was blood everywhere. You know, it was crazy. Mm. Were you like, you know, maybe I'm not going to do this part? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to be a good clown to be a wrestler, which is so ooh. I really liked that aspect of it. And I think that's where, like, Rebecca and I, my my best friend in real life and a real life uh, Apple sister partner. And she, she was one of the glow wrestlers, too. Yeah. We got cast together. That had to be great. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so we just got to do bits all the time. So we came up with the Beat Down Biddies, which were supposed to be um, one episode. And then they were like, oh, then we'll change it. And they were like, we are obsessed with these characters and wrote them into everything. (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's so so smart. I mean, (laughs) and that it seems like that's something you've done a lot is keep creating more work for yourself by showing up and, and coming up with material for people. It's the yes and improv, you know, it's like if yeah. you see an opportunity where you could enhance somebody's already great, you know, work and, and just like any art, or like the directing, it's like nothing's made of, art's not made of stone, comedy's not made of stone, right. it's just like pli- pliable and we should, we're just mm-hmm. doing something for the first time ever and then never doing it again. So right. we should just experiment a little bit. Do you feel like doing Conan stuff helped at all to prepare you? I mean, because be, doing live sketches on Conan is pretty... Intimidating at first, um, although you had already been a live performer before that. But do you feel like that helped with setting you up for, I don't know, just being a little more fearless or you learn any skills, basically? (laughs) (laughs) Come on, throw us a bone. (laughs) We've got, we have an agenda We have to connect this back to Conan somehow. (laughs) I mean, I think, I think for me, at least, it's like it it taught me definitely how to it's like show up and listen, be patient, do the job, like how to really be on set all the time, I think was really good. And like, I mean, I would use live things. I would have like things were cut. Like it just taught me more, I think, more in a much more safe and a compressed way of how the business actually works. Like you get cut out of movies all yeah. the time. You get cut out of television shows. Your bit right. gets thrown away. Like, you know, just watching you guys all work as writers, I think was so you know, informative and like to, to see how, how it goes from the page to the, that now the writers were directing too, which I like to watch Mm. and just kind of like watched everybody's style and picked up stuff where I could. I liked um, how fast it was. I think that it was, it worked more like a soap opera speed than it did like traditional television. So it was just like, you got to show up, you got to know your lines, you got to be the, you know, do it Mm because you can't, you can't do it again. I, you know, especially the live stuff. Yeah. So, and I hadn't worked with, um, with cue cards really before. So that was fun. Oh yeah. I know we're some of the only, one of the only shows that was using cue cards still. Yeah. Because there's other technology now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I think the same reason Saturday Night Live still uses it because, so many people's sight lines are not into the camera, so you you need the cards. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And from you and from having worked with teleprompter before too, it's less, I mean, we're changing things right up until the show starts and mm-hmm. with teleprompter, a lot of times it's like, no, it's cut off at, at this certain time. You can't make changes Ooh. after that or it ruins everything. Ooh, I, <laughs> I, I'm getting some prompter yeah. nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Memories right now. <laughs> oh my God. Do tell. Prompter <laughs> oh, nightmares. No, just, just like working on different types of shows where Conan was doing something, there's a prompter and and you're thrown in with this prompter operator and they all have different yeah, personalities. Yeah, why are they all so surly? I feel they like every prompter person I've worked with is Cute really... Cute guys are nice, always. They are nice, Why yeah. are teleprompter yeah. guys so mean? You know I don't what? know. Some of the prompter people are very nice. I I, I I have to say it was a case-by-case basis, but, but yes, some of them would be like, oh, you know, I can't change that now. And You'd be like, oh, it's too oh late. no, yep. you have, it was, well, yeah. we have to work this out because it's got to be, and you know, sometimes the show would be, some people were lifesavers, like they'd be showing a tape roll and he's like, okay, while they're showing this tape, I can put these changes in. And it's like, oh, God bless you. Yeah. God bless you. <laughs> well, Kimmy, you brought up um, getting cut from things and having to learn how to get cut out of yeah sketches do you remember specifically any any moments when you got cut from something or any times when you were really disappointed that something got cut oh man uh i'm like i'm i gotta go back to my my emails or do you have a spreadsheet no no i'm like i like never throw i never get rid of emails i don't know why but um there was like a like a bit where i think i sent you guys a picture it's like where i had like a refrigerator in my and i had i hit a a cooler in my pregnant belly. Oh my god, that was mine too. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, you, you too. Just traumatized me. <laughs> Kimmy has a new best friend. <laughs> I was so bummed about that because I tried. I don't think it ever ended up airing, or did it? Wait, now what I don't was remember. this bit? It never did. It never, never did. aired. It was like it was a real product that I yeah, wanted to market. It was an ad parody. Um, but no, but it was. I was like, this is an actually good idea oh, that okay. needs to go on Shark Tank. Mm. It was so that women can take things into like stadiums and stuff. It's a fake pregnancy belly, but that's ah, also a cooler. Right. And so I you can that. stick a whole six pack in there. <laughs> it that's was a great so idea. Funny. It was so funny. I tell you, one of my favorite bits was uh, getting to uh, be a Walking Dead zombie. Right. And um, me and and Lelon did the first zombie lesbian kiss. Oh, <laughs> right, wow. right. We made television history. Is that in the Guinness Book? Yeah. It must be. Did you have to do makeup for a really long time? Were you just sitting yeah, for hours? Yeah, we did. And, and, um, and I think we got a real... Like an expert in zombie makeup. It was yeah. the real yeah. deal. Yeah, it was, it was all the Walking Dead people. And then yeah. the guy, Norman something or other, he was there. And Norman we got, Reedus. Norman Reedus. We, Lelon and I got a picture with him. <laughs> and then we ended up in some magazine. It was great. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. It was like Norman and two zombie lesbians. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Making history. <laughs> Norman's but, used used to posing with zombies. I yeah, assume. Yeah, yeah, that's not. Yeah, that was uh, one one of a couple of zombie bits that I did. I don't. There was something where Scott <laughs> Scott Gardner directed something. I think maybe Andre wrote it. We oh, were, Scott Gardner. Yeah, Chad Fogelman was in the sketch too. So many funny bits. I'm, I'm looking to see if there's any good. Uh, I don't. Have, you never really sent me scripts. I wouldn't know what I was doing until I showed up most well, of the time. <laughs> That's great to know that perspective. So how would you usually find out about getting cast in a sketch? Was it so like that uh, day? Yeah, usually the day before they'd mm-hmm. be like, are you around tomorrow? 
and um and, <laughs> and I'd would be you like, be like why <laughs> and I'd be like yeah of course I would no always yes I was so excited <laughs> to go every time there was never a time I was not excited <laughs> and um yeah so then I would the, sometimes I would know but most of the time no and I would show up and I'd be like hey does anybody have a script They're like you haven't got one yet all the time <laughs> every time yeah. I would go yeah <laughs> like no there's um, no script yet yeah. how dare you right <laughs> and i was always a, isn't it enough we called you yeah <laughs> have some cheese and, uh, before i even knew i was doing a bit sometimes costume would, would call me and i'd be like oh i got the bit like you know <laughs> they were doing it yeah um because they would call to either tell me to bring something or they just wanted to be reminded like i mean they, they knew my sizes at like you know after the 18th bit but (laughs) yeah yeah and then and then i was always delighted when i'd get a script and then instead of like a character name it would just be like kimmy andre andre would do that all the time he'd just like write my name in the script which i was very touched by Uh yeah you'd made it into (laughs) character name yeah yeah fame it was always um like there's sometimes you guys would call me day of and uh when i wasn't available i was so sad in fact there was one time i was like i'm just gonna take an exercise class which i hadn't done in a while (laughs) and like i like uh missed a call from rick and and they had already moved on to somebody else and i was so sad and um and then i started never exercised again (laughs) (laughs) that'll teach you I started bringing my phone to exercise class. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's relaxing. Oh, this is so stressful. Yeah. <laughs> Ready, coach? I'm putting in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like a, a yoga class or meditation. Yeah. <laughs> Completely silent. I'm so sorry. I'm so you sorry. You should have exercised in the early evening that way. Like, well, they're taping now. They couldn't yes. possibly call me this late. Possibly. Oh, no. Or could they? Oh, my God. <laughs> We need you for tomorrow right. morning. It's four in the morning. <laughs> we need your sizes. We need you in 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many good memories um, from the show. And uh, like, if you guys call me tomorrow, I would say absolutely say yes, no matter what. Doing, That's what this is leading up to. <laughs> like, I got, we have I got your to sizes. Do, I know. The, the masturbating bear we got to do a bit with masturbating bear, which oh, I wow. thought would never happen. A dream come true. True. What, what did you playing? What did you do? The masturbating bear was hardly ever on the TBS show. It had to be masturbating bear's wife. Very specific, <laughs> exactly. She was great as Chewbacca's wife. It seems like the next logical <laughs> step. <laughs> no, I was I was a nurse. It was a live bit. Ah, I was a nurse, and like okay. Gordo, Gordo was in the suit, which Michael I was like, Gordon, Gordo's yeah. in the suit. <laughs> <laughs> He's always was in the suit. He was the masturbating he was? bear. He, he was always in the, the suit, even when we weren't doing a sketch. <laughs> That's right. He, he's Always came camera ready. <laughs> oh, I have to give a shout out to Jose too, who always used to write me in bits all the time too. Jose Arroyo, yeah, he, yeah, he, all the Jose time. Jose Arroyo, yes. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like you started to have a type that you would play in sketches, um, or was it all over the map? It, it was kind of all over the the map. I felt. I mean, I played like a prostitute. I played uh-huh. like. Some kind of call, like telephone operator at some point, uh-huh. nurses, wives. It was all right. over a lot the of place. Nurses. Yeah. Often bubble, bubbly characters, I think, right? Yeah, you just upbeat. kind of, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, upbeat. Mm-hmm. In the face of disaster. Yeah. <laughs> and some singing gigs, right? There was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I sang for Jimmy a couple times too, just like randomly. Jimmy and- Vivino, our, yeah, he was the music director. 
and I did um I oh there was one bit I really loved the uh that I don't think it aired at first and then it aired it was Todd wrote it it was that it was uh-huh. like a some IKEA bit and I got to be like the IKEA lady who would talk in like some kind of weird Swedish accent you know? oh that was <laughs> I remember that that was great I love that bit and I remember a triumphant moment where I feel like everybody lost their mind. It was just some like stupid laser pen ad that Dan Croner wrote it. It was uh-huh. maybe it's Dan and Andre or something. It was just like this laser <laughs> pen that I, I can't remember the exact bit, but it, everybody was just like, we've done it. <laughs> we're like, we conquered comedy. There was just like so much happiness all around. Oh, that's when it, the uh, rub light. Your rub light. Oh, you can rub light. it on this. You can oh, rub it on that. You can God. rub it on that. <laughs> That so still <laughs> holds up every time uh, I come across that. It is, ah, it's it's a masterpiece. <laughs> so I funny. Like everybody was like, Conan's in the best mood because of that rub light. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, a lot of times a head writer would like, y- like, you know, if you have four, four or five things to rehearse that day, hopefully it's like, hmm, what order are you going to show them to Conan? And mm-hmm. you kind of, like, do you lead with the best thing or do you, yeah. or do you save it for last? Save it for last because it does affect his mood. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rub Light was a knock, knocked out of the park. Oh, my God. <laughs> All the sketches made it in after that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We haven't talked about your directing yet, yes. which is such an awesome. even care about it, though? Oh, my God. It's so exciting. <laughs> It's so exciting. And I mean, I'm, I think a lot of people, including myself, really admire your career because you've, you've done everything, but now, you know, now you're directing TV, which is amazing. Um, how did that come about? I mean, what was the first thing um, that you directed? And, and Conan um, kind of was an influence on my directing career because I don't know if you remember, but I submitted to be a writer on the show. And at the time, Sweeney, you, you were so nice. To? Mike Sweeney. <gasps> yes, I did. No, you were so nice. You pulled me aside because I was like performing all the time and you like uh-huh. really like, you know, were so, so nice selling, explaining, you know, why. And, and you're like, we really are looking for somebody who's like, uh, I, I can't remember the words, like a filmmaker, I think is the word that you used. And and I think and that at that moment I was like, huh. I was like, I'm gonna go get be a filmmaker so I can go right on Conan. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said it. I knew what I was doing. I knew how to yeah. inspire you. <laughs> and so that kind of like well, started thank God me you thinking. didn't get hired because <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. What a dead end. Just be like us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. Hey, here's our third co-host, Kimmy Gatewood. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so my first um, DGA gig, because uh-huh. I have been doing, I, like I mentioned my documentary, I've been doing shorts, I did right. a lot yeah. of YouTube stuff. Um, right. That mixed, uh, combined with all of, like, i done Just on Glow, which gave me a new uh, right. awareness in the industry, and uh, all of my prior directing work got me my first DGA gig on Just Add Magic, which is an Amazon show. Ah. I mean, we're so happy for your success, and yeah. just proud to have known you. Way back when. Yeah. Before we wrap up, do you have any, um, were there any final Conan memories that we didn't get to that... Or any advice? Like a favorite memory for you? I mean, I, I definitely... Ad- advice is, you, you know me. Or advice. Keep your head up. <laughs> Keep going. Be nice to everybody. Yeah. You could know, be on a podcast with them 10 years later. That's you know right. I mean? you watch out. No, but it is. I feel like you're the best example of that. Of yes, uh, that it it really makes a difference when you're just pleasant to be around. People want to hi- keep hiring you because you're 
a joy to have in class. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> I had so many just awesome um, memories. And I just like the one, there's just little things like just going in, being like escorted, like the, through the office. or like people like, Hey, Kimmy. And then walking me through like the writer's office, you go through and see everybody working in there. And then you go down the stairs and then up to the green room, you know, or they sometimes take you through the elephant doors. And... That's a mood booster. It's like, those people are miserable. I feel be- <laughs> I feel so much better now just getting out of that office. I know. <laughs> yeah. This, I mean, I mean, every little, every little moment really sticks with me. Like, you know, them having my name at the gate, that was even like a right, thrill. Right. Yeah. You know, being to park in the garage and yeah. <laughs> walking walking across oh, yeah. the walking across the street inevitably with like some stupid hairdo because I just just like right. I was like just leave it, like, this, is just for, leave it. this is for work oh, go, oh yeah. going home like that that's yeah yeah maybe I should go out like this and yeah. not rush home. I did uh, after my time traveler bit at Comic Con. I just had them leave my hair, and there was a red carpet picture of me <laughs> with my hair, like the time traveler. Oh, that's, that's great! Awesome. Oh, that's oh, great! We have to. Oh, because you went to a glow event after that. I just went to like great. the Entertainment Weekly party afterwards. Uh, and I, <laughs> I would love if, like, the next week there were other people doing that hairdo, like when we saw it on the red carpet. Right, right, right. <laughs> the women of Glow like it. It's the latest thing yeah. in Paris. I look back and I was like, that was a bold move. <laughs> <That's insane. laughs> well, who yeah, has fifteen hundred dollars no. to spend on a glam squad? Indeed. <laughs> glam squad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be our next integration. <laughs> Thank you, Kimmy Gatewood. That was great getting to chat with her. Oh, it was. And what a rising star. I'm so excited for all, all the things she's doing now, all the directing yeah. it. And and I love how how she had one eye on that from the beginning. It was just absorbing I know. everything in that would lead to, to that path. And I think for her. figuring out what would what kind of set she would want to run and Yeah. And I, I think that she has this great energy that that would make people want to work with her and and have oh, her yeah. in charge. Yes, she's great. And she's confident, but but just in a very kind of natural, mm-hmm. yeah, just a natural way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, just remember this is fun. Let's make a show with cameras. Yeah. Uh, we have a fan question. We do. Yeah, it's kind of we always do. aimed at you. I'm going to read it. Oh, boy. Hi, Jesse and Sweeney. Big fan of Conan, the podcast, and the work you both do for it. Ugh. I hope this question doesn't come off. I feel acknowledged. Like yeah, that's right. I hope this question doesn't come off as rude, <gasps> but Jesse, <gasps> Jesse, can I ask how you ended up being on the crew that traveled with Conan on the Conan Without Borders oh. shows? <gasps> Sweeney, Jose Arroyo, and other people on the crew Mm -hmm. had been with Conan for a long time at the time, but you were still a bit newer at that point. Did you just, quote, work your way up the ladder (laughs) quickly, or was it simply a situation where you were the only one up for the travel, where there are other factors that played into it? Thanks, guys. Chris Moran. Oh, I love this because it reminds me, especially after I got hired as a Conan writer, yes. when I would see other people in the comedy scene, I would often get the question, how did you get that? Right. Oh, that's a and, classic And line. in my head, I don't know if I was hearing it this way or if this was really right. in their intonation, but it, it right. really came off like, how did you get that? 
Real, always. Yeah. I mean, always that's how you would perceive that's it. That's how you perceive it. Yeah. And Absolutely. I mean, I, I think a little bit it was there. How did you get that? <laughs> yes. Literally underlined over their heads. Yes. In a thought balloon. The word so, you. I'm going to answer, Chris, how, did, okay. how I got that. Yeah. Well, this is to the best of my memory, and maybe you can fill in the blanks. Yeah, I, I have my opinion about this as well. <laughs> well, so the first Conan Without Borders wasn't really a Conan Without Borders series. No. Initially, we were just going to Cuba. Right. And that was your idea, Mr. Yeah, Mike let's, Sweeney. Let's go on a let's go to a Caribbean island. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it was it, they had just announced Obama that things, had Obama had announced President Obama had announced that we were opening up relations with Cuba. Right. And people would be allowed to Americans would be allowed to go there again. And right. the idea was that Conan would go and sort of be the first late night host to visit Cuba and do a show there. And so you you guys had talked about it. Conan really loved the idea and wanted to assemble a small crew to go. Right. And Jose Arroyo and I happened to be the only writers who spoke any Spanish. Correct. I speak some Spanish because I was born in Panama and I actually learned Spanish at the same time as I learned English because my family lived, we moved all over Latin America. Right. And so I had experience living in Latin America and doing a lot of travel overseas. And so I think it seemed like I, you know, I had a valid passport <laughs> All those things. That, that was that was the whole soul. That was the clincher. Yes. Yes, it was absolutely that fact. Yeah. You just seemed eminently qualified to go to Cuba, I, and I felt As like it was. Jose. I had been training my whole life for yeah, that exactly. moment. Exactly. Yes, and you didn't realize it, and, and here I didn't it was. Realize it, and so off we went, and and we. I, I mean, I pitched the idea, and we literally, I think, did it like a week later. I think there was that paranoia of like oh god someone else is going to think of this and yeah do which it. i mean people did start doing travel shows but i don't think right. anyone was thinking about going to cuba at that point i i i don't think so but but there was kind of like let's jump on this and let's just uh, throw uh, throw it together and then jason shalomi our producer found a fixer in cuba a pro local producer and it all fell into place quickly there was a lot of travel restrictions right. because we even though we were technically allowed to go we still had to travel through canada to get there yes yes there were many restrictions and many uh and i remember being really worried because we had all our filming equipment and it was like are we gonna right. you know it, it that just always arouses a little bit of suspicion even though we had right we technically had like the paperwork yes so, that we needed that is uh so that was how the first one came about yeah. and I mean, we had a amazing time putting that together, and yes, we were only there three days. Is that all? I believe so. Oh, I feel wow. like it was. Well, I went maybe a day earlier because we were doing. We had a B roll day. Oh, okay. Where we you were just filming exteriors with the crew. That was the best day. Yeah, the I, I went before down before you Conan. and Conan came. Yeah, right. Of course, always. <laughs> so those assholes show up. Party's <laughs> over. Yeah, but but then we I feel like we banged everything out in three days and got back and and you know it was a topical uh subject, so we edited it as quickly as we could. And TBS said, Oh, let's make it a primetime special. I mean, all that stuff, none of this was it just happened it wasn't organically. Planned. Yeah. No. And then after that, it was kind of like Conan was like, Well, I liked the little Cuba team. 
Because yeah. the next the next stop was Armenia. I think at Conan there tended to be a like, oh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yes. Sort of with yes. When when he likes something, yeah. or he's comfortable with, or maybe something. he's a little superstitious. Even he's like a let's su- yes, he can. Let's be superstitious. just keep it the same, and then right. we don't have any. Let's not rock. There the won't boat. be no surprises. Right, unless you know Jose Sweeney or Jesse Fritz out. So then when we assembled the next travel show, it was the same team. And then it kind of just kept being the same team after that. And that's it. That's the answer. And that's it. I mean, sorry to disappoint you, Chris, but I guess I fucking earned it. Yeah. You worked your way up the ladder (laughs) to quote Chris in his letter. But thank you for interest. And thanks for trying to get in there. Yeah. And uh, divide the team. (laughs) Thanks for your gotcha questions. (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I think that the, a lot of things are are that way where you don't at the time see right. where what the future is on a certain path. You're just kind of forging the path and you don't know what the outcome's going to be. Right. And it's on it's not until hindsight that you look back and think, "Oh, okay, well that did end up being the travel team." But at the time, it was just one travel show. Right. It wasn't a whole series. Yeah. And hey, if you like the show, you can Always support us by rating Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast on iTunes and leaving us a review. And you can submit your listener questions. Please voicemail at 323-209-5303 or email us at insideconanpod at gmail.com. Oh, and one more thing. Uh, What's that, Jesse? It's my Columbo line. (laughs) We love you. Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast, is hosted by Mike Sweeney and me, Jesse Gaskell. Produced by Sean Doherty. Our production coordinator is Lisa Byrne. Executive produced by Joanna Solotaroff, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco. Engineered and mixed by Will Beckton. Our talent bookers are Gina Batista and Paula Davis. Thanks to Jimmy Vivino for our theme music and interstitials. You can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. And of course, please subscribe and tell a friend to listen to Inside Conan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you like best. It's the Conan Show. Put on your hat. It's the Conan Show. Try on some spats. You're gonna have a laugh. Give birth to a calf. It's Conan. This has been a Team Coco production. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find?